Yeah. 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 Chrome hearts at the Caesar's Palace. I was a sneaker savage, undefeated back. Yeah. Yeah. That time it is Monday. Yeah. It's so nice. I had yeah. to do it twice. Yeah. I'm here with Chrome hearts at the Caesar's Palace. Uh, I was a sneaker savage, undefeated baggage. Can't say it was a great Chrome weekend of boxing, Kenny, but it, it was a weekend of boxing. And uh, we're going to get into it right now. How's it going, fam? Can't complain, brother. Can't complain. You already know. Live from new york we ready to go baby let's go oh well that's definitely the case we're live from new york city and uh we're gonna talk some boxing today man and um i gotta ask people this right off of the bat right because it's been hashtag king rye all right he's the king and uh he beat javier fortuna kenny uh a compatriot of yours uh, someone of the same national origin as Usted. Uh, what were your thoughts on the fight, Kenny, before we get into, like, the meaning and significance of this particular fight? Well, uh, I thought Ryan did great. I thought Ryan did exactly what he had to do. He came out there fairly aggressive uh, with the jab. He came out nice and strong with the jab and with his nice, long, strong, fast punches. Uh, he was still nice and straight. Uh, not nice. But you know what I mean. He was still kind of standing straight up, uh, flat-footed, uh, with his chin out, like in a way where it could definitely be hit. And Fortuna was trying to hit it here and there. He didn't land those punches. Or he landed some, but not as significant enough to hurt Ryan and put Ryan down. Uh, it was a beatdown, bro. It was a it was a continued beatdown through all the rounds until Fortuna couldn't handle it no more. It was exactly what I thought was going to happen, though. I, I said it before the fight. Javier Fortuna's washed up, and people were questioning me and my thoughts and what I was saying, like, oh, you Dominican, how you going to say that? You're not going to back your brother up? Look, man, I speak facts. I keep it factual. And the facts are, the facts are that Javier Fortuna should not be fighting at the weight class that he's fighting in. And he doesn't look great like he did at one point. He looks like a guy who's not in shape, a guy who mentally wants to be there, but is just not in shape and not ready to continue fighting. It is what it is for Javier Fortuna. A good win for Ryan Garcia. But what does it mean? What what exactly does this mean, Maestro? What does it mean? Well, we're going to get... Well, what it means is he knocked down a guy uh, three times in rounds four, five, and six. Uh, but a lot of people are going crazy over this win. And a lot of people are talking Tank Davis and how they really want to see that fight. I gotta keep. I gotta keep it honest, though, bro. You said it yourself going into this fight. I didn't have an opportunity to talk to you about it because I was on the road, uh, heading on on vacay. I'm still kind of on vacay right now, but we had to get this done. Um, look, he beat up a guy who had an impact at 135, had an impact at 130, but was small for those weight classes. And for whatever reason, call it age, call it inactivity, call it, you know, uh, I don't know. He's just tired with the sport, maybe a little bored. Javier Fortuna was unable to make 135 pounds for this fight. In fact, leading up to the fight, his team reached out to Ryan's team and let them know, listen, we're not going to be able to make this fight. 
So uh, could you guys pretty please uh, allow us uh, to, uh, if you could, please uh, not have to fight at 135? Pretty please. Uh, and they said, yes, absolutely. Like, we'd love to weigh in at 140 for this. We're bigger already. Like, that's no problem for us. And Ryan Garcia looked very comfortable in there. Uh, Ryan Garcia had every advantage that one could speak of. Height, reach, youth, size, speed, quickness. Um, the only thing you could maybe give... Uh, Fortuna an advantage in is is awkwardness if that's a thing it's not really a thing that people oftentimes talk about going into a fight but he was he's more awkward but look at this stage of his career a guy who lost to Jojo Diaz another undersized lightweight guess what uh didn't do much damage to Ryan Garcia okay I understand that but what exactly does that make you the king of Beating an undersized over the hill, out of, I don't want to say over the hill. Kenny, give me a nicer word to use or term to use in over the hill. Uh, I don't have nice terms. Washed up. Washed uh, up is what I got. You know, uh, past his best days, have heavy, heavier fortuna, past his prime, okay? I get it. You beat that guy. Okay, we get that. You beat him. Um, but what's next? Because you asked me the significance of this, Kenny. I'm going to keep it real, and I'm going to go and, and salute all of the people that are here with us. He's not king of the lightweight division. He's not king of, definitely not king of the 140-pound division, which is where he says he's staying for the time being. Uh, I mean, this is what Ryan Garcia is the king at. He is the king of boxers on Instagram. Matter of fact, ding the bell for Ryan Garcia. The king of social media. He's the social media king in boxing. That That's a fact, okay? But the significance of this fight, well, he's not at 135 anymore, yet he's calling out Tank Davis at 140. He says he's going to stay at 140. Guess what? Literally all of the top fighters at 140 are affiliated with top rank, except for... You could argue uh, Regis Progre, who's a free agent. He's not talking about Regis Progre. He's talking about Tank Davis, whose only fight at 140 was against Mario Barrios, a guy who I don't know anybody who was rating him at 140, and I don't know anybody who's rated him since. So, oh, yeah, Nando's coming. Matter of fact, let me start off. First of all, let me let me get to the people in the chat. JC, thank you so much, sir. Nando's over here as well. Got to big it up to Nando. Okay. Uh, we got McTasty up in the heezy. All right. And, of course, Skylander is with us as well. El Chido is with us. Colabello is with us. And uh, as we continue, look, so, so you know what? Maybe, maybe he's not the king of that, to Nando's point, because Jake Paul is actually uh, the social media king in boxing. You can make a very strong case for that. I mean, um, I, I, Jake, Jake Paul's the YouTube king in boxing. Okay. Right? I, I, I hear Ryan does his thing on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? I don't really know because I don't okay. follow the dude, but okay. I hear the numbers is high. Okay. Okay. There you go. So, I mean, Kenny, what are your thoughts on what I was saying? I mean, it's completely factual. You, Everything that you said is factual. 
Fortuna is a dude that's past his prime that he fought at 140 pounds. He was supposed to fight at 135. He got the lucky chance to fight at 140. Now all of a sudden, oh, I feel great. I feel amazing. Better than I ever felt. I'm staying at 140. That's foolish. The fight with Tank, I don't see it happening. The fight with Teofimo, that's probably the most like uh like that's the biggest probability of happening that fight with with, with Teofimo Lopez. And I see why he would want to fight Teofimo Lopez, who's coming off of a loss. You know, it makes complete sense to me why he would want to fight Teofimo Lopez. But at 140, the fight with Tank isn't happening. If he wants that fight, it has to happen at 135 pounds. He's saying, oh, it's going to happen. The negotiations are in. The La Jolla saying the contract's already in. The lawyer's talking about the conversations already started. Ryan's lawyer, that is, talking about the conversations already started and negotiations already started for the fight. The fight isn't happening at 140. Ryan just decided that he's going to stay at 140. If he's staying at 140, he's missing out on a hell of a lot of opportunities. One, him and Devin Haney should have fought. Him, Ryan Garcia and Haney had fought three times in the amateurs, was it? Four times, three, three or four times in the amateurs, and it was back and forth, back and forth. Uh, Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia should have fought at 135 pounds. Now I get it; they could fight when Devin Haney goes up to 140, but the fight, uh, the tank fight, is off the fucking table, and that was the big money fight that everybody was talking about. If it's at 140, not only that, what if, what if, what if Ryan wins? Or or Ryan and Tank fight at 140, right? And let's say Ryan does win against Tank at 140. What credit does Ryan get? And what if uh, Tank beats uh, Ryan at 140? <laughs> He's going to get so much fucking credit. It's going to be outrageous. Uh, so it, it's, for me, him moving up and staying at 140 is kind of foolish right now uh, for that big money fight that he was trying to get. is also kind of foolish because what he can gain from beating Tank is so much smaller at the 140-pound division than he than if he was to beat Tank at 135 pounds. He has more to lose at 140 pounds fighting Tank than he does at 135 pounds. It's all stupid. If you want that big money fight like you was talking about, then you're going to have to go down to 135 because that I, I guarantee you that is what's going to stop this fight. If, if this fight never happens, it's because of the whole 135 to 140 pound difference. Well, what, what do you what do you think about his chances with Tank Davis and this whole situation I just explained regarding his credibility or what he could possibly gain from this fight at 140 versus 135? Well, if look, I understand fully why he wants to have this fight at 140 with Tank Davis. I mean, uh, he doesn't want to weight drain himself, right? Uh, he wants to make the weight more comfortably. He probably wants to rehydrate to a higher weight and essentially, again, uh, capitalize on all of the intangibles that he possessed and he had advantages in over heavier Fortuna. Height, reach, speed, size, all of that. I mean, again, like Tank Davis is a guy who can make 130 pounds. Like he held a title there. He fought Santa Cruz at 130. He's actually smaller, I believe, than heavier Fortuna in size. So it's like, yeah, if you're Ryan Garcia, like, yeah, I'm going to call out Tank Davis. And, yeah, I'm going to do it at 140. And, by the way, uh, he's not a title holder. Um, and I just want a big name and I want I want a, a big win on my record. I mean, it to me, it, it's, it's like almost a, a kind of a Floyd Money Mayweather move. You know, it's it's like, let me 
get and it's funny because he's doing it against the Mayweather fighter. It's like let let's get all of the advantages on our side and let's set up a situation where we clearly uh have have everything in our favor. You know, if, if he wanted to make this the best possible fight, it wouldn't be at 140, it would be at 135, Kenny. That that that's what I think. You know, I think it's a much more interesting fight at 135 than at 140. Um, because let's face facts, Tank Davis is an undersized lightweight. He's not even a like very, very tall for 130 pounds, let alone 140. So it, it's kind of crazy. And I also want to share the rankings real quick, too, because it, it, it boggles the mind, like, what is being proposed here to me. Um, so in terms of a move to 140, unless, again, he really can't make 140, right? Uh, 135. So 135. So, you know, Akmedov and Pueyo uh, are there with the WBA. Uh, Zepeda Ramirez, they're tied up. Josh Taylor, he's going to be taking on Catterall, right? Uh, you know, you don't see Tank Davis mentioned anywhere here. I mean, he's not ranked at 140 pounds. He just isn't, right? Now, you're calling out Teofimo Lopez. Okay. Teofimo Lopez is rated 10th by the WB. I'm sorry, by the IBF. All right. Um, and where is he rated with the, uh, he's rated eighth with the WBA. Uh, he's rated sixth with the WBC. So I get it. I mean, I, I just felt that like at this stage of his career, he would be more interested in titles, but. Nah. I mean, apparently, apparently he's not interested in titles at all. You know, titles don't mean anything. Okay, Maestro. Yeah, I mean, it's a straight, it's a straight money move. You know, it, I, it, it's it's money Mayweather uh, two point Um, and, and it, at this stage, I mean, I've been very critical of Tank Davis, right? Uh, but I'm gonna have to be equally, if not more, critical of Ryan Garcia now. I know somebody that doesn't agree, Kenny. And, you know, you go to the comment section of, of, of the video where, where I found this, and I don't know, is this too harsh? I'm in love with the coco. I mean, you 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 tell me, Kenny, if, if this is too harsh or not. I'm gonna pull this up real quick and, and I'll let the people decide. I'll let I'll let the people decide. Um Who's because, in love with the coco though? Is, is, is it Ryan? Or is it, or is it Oscar, or well, is it the Golden Boy altogether? What made you think of Oscar? What made I, you think that? I mean, he's been caught, seen. He, he's been accused by Dana so many times, and Jake Paul. You know, it's just like let's let's have, let's have a little listen, and, and then you 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 be the judge. <laughs> let's let's have let's have a little listen here, a little yeah, Oscar. I mean, I did work hard. If uh, a lot of casuals here who are fucking haters and shit um haven't seen any of my fights uh go to uh golden boys youtube page you can see everything there yeah does the zone have it yeah they do it they have live yeah. effect, i think they have it for yeah for a few more months but um what do they and, think huh what do they think what do they yeah let's go let's go ryan garcia tank davis End of the year, I will make it happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Just me. I will make it happen. That's the coco. Else can make it happen. 
I don't know who I have to talk to, Mayweather or Al Hayman. I don't I do not know. I'm gonna start making calls. So but the only one that can make it happen is me and Ryan Garcia. Mayweather, let's make it happen. What do you guys think? I, I think I saw a little bit of white on his nose. That's what I think. He yeah. says he's the only one that can make it happen, but he doesn't know who he needs to contact to make it happen. I think it's pretty obvious that Roberto Diaz, Don Diaz, has been running the show over there um, and is the, re- the real brains behind that operation because, uh, I, I, look, are you, are you at all uh, excited or do you, do you believe in that guarantee that by the end of the year Oscar's going to make this fight happen? Uh, I don't believe it at all, especially with the news that Ryan's going to stay at 140. It's not in Oscar's power to do this fight. Leonard Ellerbe is a big part of this. Uh, Mayweather's probably a big part of this. And Tank is the other big part of this. And there's one thing that I don't see Tank doing. And that's because it kind of verbally came out of his mouth, almost word for word. He said he feels best at 135 and that is where he sees himself staying he said that immediately after the mario Barrios fight what does that tell me that tells me it doesn't matter what is offered to him at 140 he's not gonna go back there the guy is loaded the guy is paid the guy is filthy the guy is dripping money you know what i'm saying javante davis has gotten paid big bread in like his last 10 fights you know you, you see where i'm going with this he doesn't need to go fight Ryan for big money. As much as he wants to fight Ryan, and he was talking about wanting to set that fight up and letting Ryan grow into his muscle, body, ETC, ETC. He don't need that money. I don't see him going to 140. It's just a unnecessarily unnecessary risk for Tank Davis. Therefore, Oscar is full of shit. It's not up to him. He's not going to make this fight looking all drugged up and crazy how he was looking. He's well, not he's not the guy who has the power to make the fight. It's actually the other side that has the power to make the fight. And especially much more now the, with the 140 situation. Sorry, you were saying? Well, it sounds to me like according to Oscar, you were casual, dog. You know, anybody who's critical of him is a casual. I mean, he kept dropping that term multiple times at IG Live. Let's go to Nando real quick. Salute to Nando. Uh, thank you for the super chat, brother. Let's be real. Floyd slash Tank ain't even mentioned Haney, Loma, Shakur, Teo, and Ryan. It's going to be Cruz Reed match, Abner Mades, and maybe Frank Martin next. Uh, yeah, I think that that's essentially what you were saying, Kenny. Um, at the end of the day, look, Mayweather's plan and business plan specifically as it relates to Tank Davis is a simple one. You know, we've got a fan base here. Ellerby said it. They don't even know who these guys are other than Tank Davis. We'll just put Tank Davis on in Atlanta, in L.A., at the Barclays. People are going to turn out. Urban Radio, quote-unquote, is going to be talking about it nonstop, right? He's going to get a push from the the hip-hop YouTube outlets, a couple of which he's done interviews with, and we'll put in some opponent, name him, XYZ, doesn't really matter, and... We're going to pay him low six figures. We're going to guarantee Tank a million dollars. And Tank is going to get the lion's share of the, up, of the upside and make big bank. I mean, Tank makes more money fighting lower level guys that make low six figures 
than he does, and by low, I mean under a half million, um, than he would facing guys that would be making about equal pay uh, with him. So, you know, it it is what it is. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, I don't really like the fight at 140. I don't. Um, I, I don't like that fight at 140. Uh, do I like the Teofimo Lopez fight at 140? Yeah, I guess a little bit more. But at the end of the day, Teofimo's Teo also very unproven at 140. You know, um, what's Teofimo at 140? Is Teofimo better than Zepeda at 140? Is Teofimo better than Ramirez at 140? Is Teofimo better than uh, Josh Taylor at 140? Is he better than Reggie's Progre at top four at 140? I mean, I could go on and on. Well, you know what people do, right? They do your favorite thing, and they play Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and they start, you know, eye test to eye test, and that's what they compare. So right now, in people's eyes, Teofimo Lopez is probably ranked fairly high. Like, I mean, what was it, the WBA that tried to put him number one and number two above uh, the guy, uh, Catterall or something? Or who was, I don't remember the situation. It was some time ago. But, yeah, so I'm pretty sure with the eye test and the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, your favorite, people are like, oh, no, he's the best. If Ryan beats him, Ryan is the greatest. You, you, know, you know how these people be out here, man. Well, Teo also got that push uh, from ESPN, which repeatedly referred to him as the undisputed world champion, which he was not. Um, I caught a lot of heat for making that statement, which, by the way, I felt was a pretty fucking obvious statement. I mean, there's a dispute. Devin Haney is the WBC champion. It's being disputed. Uh, and by the way, big up to, to George Gambosis because he actually defended his title belts against Devin Haney so that there was no dispute. But the big ESPN promotional push was behind Loma and then was beh- behind Teofimo. Um, and, you know, I, I guess that's why he's considered big time at 140 without having done anything at 140. And if you listen to Barbosa, uh, who, by the way, fought on Friday night on ESPN and got the victory, uh, they didn't want none of that at, with him at 140. So I'm I'm just looking at it though, Kenny, and I'm like, wh- why why these names? Well, it's because they're names. Uh, because there are a lot of other names there that are competitive at 135 and 140 that are not being mentioned. We got Philly Drew Irish here with us. Philly, what's good, fam? Uh, nothing much. Just chilling, trying to relax and everything. Get ready for the night. You. That's good. That's good. You know, we got the shoe shine coming up later. Ding the bell for the shoe shine. Shoe shine coming up 10 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you check that out. So what what are your thoughts on Tank and what are your thoughts on Ryan and what are your thoughts on this being the Ryan Garcia fight? A guy who, by the way, has yet to fight for a world title. We, we know we know how much you like King Ryan Garcia. All right, Philly? We know you love him. I don't think this fight's going to happen. And it's a pipe dream of a fight. Like, he's, it's the only way how Ryan's going to stay relevant if he keeps going out Tank Davis and he's going to fight and he fights semi-subpar competition. Like, I tell you this, Fortuna, he's a guy that came from 130 to 135 against Jojo Diaz. Then he went up to 140 to fight Ryan Garcia. Like, I think the only fight that's, that Oz was going to be able to make at 140 for him is possibly Montana Love. And I think Montana Love beats Ryan Garcia. But these other guys, like, I don't see him making that call to top rank. 
saying, yo, Bob, you want to make a fight up with Ryan and maybe Teofimo or Ryan or Josh Taylor? I don't see that. Because if he would have done it, he would have done it at 135 like, with Teofimo at least. And like, he, why all of a sudden he moves up to 140? And, it, and I saw Kenny's tweet yesterday. Right. It was kind of a duck move. And I commented on it too. I kind of agree with Kenny on that because I tell you this right now. What names at 135 did he not mention? And, and the whole time he was at 135. Give me one name. Lomachenko. Thank Haney, you. Uh, you know, the, the only real name I ever really heard him mentioning seriously was Tank Davis. I mean, that was pretty much it at 135. There was no mention of anybody else. And, wh- and, his, and why would he not mention Lomachenko? Somebody that was actually skywalking his career would have went over Lomachenko. Because Ryan is so flat-footed, he leaves his chin out all the time, same weakness as Emil Khan, and Lomo footwork will explode those weaknesses and I believe Loma will easily stop Ryan Garcia. I could see that. I could see that happening. Loma has a great footwork. Ryan be with his chin all up and out, all flat footed and shit. In the moment that it takes Loma his time to do his ducking under coming over, he's right next to Ryan now. Ryan's going to be thinking about stepping off to the side now while Loma's going to be landing punches. You know what I'm saying? You rely, he relies on his power and speed. He has no footwork line, Garcia. That's, so, well, I, I wouldn't say he has no footwork. I think he does a decent job at closing the gap on guys. Um, you know, and I, I've seen some improvement, especially under Joe Goose and working behind the jab. But my, my main issue with Ryan is like, he actually had a really good win against Luke Campbell. Like, that was a super solid win. It, was dramatic. He came off the canvas. He won by KO. Vicious body shot, left hook to the liver. Um, but but and he won an interim title that gave him you know a shot at Devin Haney at the time, and that would have been a, a, a hot fight at that time. Like that would have been a fight I would have really looked forward to and would have really enjoyed watching. And it didn't happen. And then you know the mental health stuff developed, and then. He came back in his last fight. He didn't really look that great, right? Um, granted, the guy didn't really want to fight with him and was running around most of the time. Now he's come back at 140 against the guy who was small at 130 and definitely small at 135. And by the way, coming off a loss to Jojo Diaz. And it's like I've I've now lost lost interest in you as as an elite fighter. I'm I'm gonna be honest. Like I I don't know if he if he's an Rose up there. He was saying, I don't know if he is an elite fighter. Maestro will be back in a second. I'm assuming his internet cut out. But um, yeah, man, look. He he has to start getting active at 140 pounds now in order to be considered an elite fighter, right? He has to get active against dudes like Pro Gray, dudes like Catterall. Josh Taylor, he's not going to get a chance against Josh Taylor anytime soon. If Catterall wins, he may get a fight against Catterall. Catterall seems like a type of dude that'll fight anybody. Josh Taylor is kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I started questioning him after it seemed like he was going to duck Catterall except for the second time, you know? But no, Ryan should finish the statement. No, no, no. I, I, I was pretty much done. I was saying that I lost kind of interest of him as an elite fighter and the, the new news about who he wants to take on and leaving the lightweight division 
where I think that there's definite unfinished business. I think there's unfinished business in the lightweight division for him, specifically Loma, specifically Devin Haney. Um, you know, but but definitely Devin Haney. Okay, you want to move up to 140? Okay, Tank Davis. What? Call 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 out one. Of, call call out uh, Josh Taylor. And by the way, Josh Taylor, to his credit, has vacated two belts so that he will give Catterall the rematch because he's tired of Catterall doing all of this talking. You know what I mean? Uh, so he's definitely not ducking Catterall. Like Ty- Tyron says over here, why not Regis Progray? He needs a fight, right? Yeah. The the is 140, guys. There's legit names there. Yeah, I'm, that, I mentioned that earlier, I'm, that if Tank is going to – not Tank, excuse me. If Ryan Garcia is going to start being uh, credited or start being looked at as a great fighter, as a champion fighter again, you know what I'm saying? He's going to have to fight Progray and fight Catterall and try to fight Josh Taylor, and try to fight Ramirez, and try to fight Cepeda. And it's going to take a while now, I think, for him to reestablish that, uh, you know, he's a great fighter. He's a, 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 a he's going to be a Hall of Famer and shit like that. Like, the kid has skills, but you have to do things with your skills in order to become a Hall of Famer, in order to become a champion. You, you got to go get some belts, brother, and stop talking about uh, just because you want to be battling Canelo. Stop talking about, oh, the belts don't matter, the belts don't matter. Yeah, all right. uh, and then the what was getting me tight too was the announcers. Uh, uh, they started talking about, oh yeah, when you have the popularity of Ryan Garcia uh, and the social media following of Ryan Garcia, the belts don't matter, bro. I was getting so upset. Here's the question, guys. Yeah. yeah. If he fights Tank at 140 and beats Tank, do you give him any credit for it? I, I can't give him that much credit for yeah, me. You know what he gets? You know what he gets from me, Philly, if he wins that? He gets the whoopty fucking do championship of the world. Like, who gives a shit? I mean, Tank Davis is not a 140-pound fighter. He's just not. He's he's short at 130. Now I get it. He's stocky. That's why they call him a tank. Okay. Yeah. He's a tank at 130. I mean, it's debatable if he's a tank at 135 because he ain't really fought anybody there under the, other than Isaac Cruz, who's hella small as a lightweight, and Yuri Orcas Gamboa, whose best years were at 126. So I don't even know if he's a tank at 135. Uh, and at 140, are you kidding me? I mean, he, he fought a weight-drained... Oh, I forgot a name. Sorry. Mario Barrios. No, no, no. No, I forgot a name at 135. Roly... Uh, you know, literally a prospect Romero, okay? Uh, and yeah, Mario Barrios, a weight drain Mario Barrios at 140. It's the whoopty fucking do championship of the world, like if you beat him. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I really, I can't really talk about Ryan Garcia like that because it it's like you you're running away from certain fights. Mm-hmm. But you want to keep yourself relevant by mentioning a number of fighter's name that hasn't fought nobody. And what are you going to do? Let's have, we know this fight's not going to get made, but have the two guys that don't fight each other fight each other. It's not going to happen. Like Floyd already said it and Ben said it, this shit's going to get kept in the house. And Oscar's going to be like this. Uh, like, I remember at the press, at the post fight conference. Ryan wasn't even mentioning Oscar. It's amazing, like, something else about making this fight. And Oscar went on live 
and said, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm the one, I'm the only way this fight happens. I have to make the phone calls to Floyd and make the fight happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he has a better chance calling top rank up and set up a fight with them. But with Bob saying, I don't want my fighters on the dead zone and everything, as he's caused a zone. Dead zone. I don't think none of these fights are going to happen. Like the, the only fight I could see happen, and that's a long shot, because Eddie Hunt promotes Montana Love. It's Montana Love, and I think Montana Love beats Ryan Garcia. Yeah, he didn't, he, honestly, he didn't look that great the last time I saw him on the Canelo undercard, uh, at least live where I was. He, he looked better in the past. Uh, and that's actually when he came out with OT Genesis, funny enough. I was in love with the Coco. Uh, go ahead, Kenny. I know you got the sirens behind you there. No, nah, yeah. Uh, you, you already know police is always doing something over here in NYC. It is what it is. But, um, no, I don't really see the fight with Montana Love happening just because uh, Ryan is trying to chase, like, Ryan is trying to do the Mayweather thing, chase big names that are a little past their primes and very beatable. And Montana Love is not a big name. Montana Love is young and healthy and fresh. He's not past his prime. He's not very beatable, you know. So I'm not saying he's uh, amazing either. He's, he's, I like Montana Love. I'm just saying he's not a beatable dude. You, you you talk about dude like let's say Abner Mares or some shit against Ryan Garcia at 140. That's extremely beatable. Abner Mares fight he's trying to fight at 135. I think they they mentioned in him and Tank or some shit like that against. That's a terrible he, move for Mares. Yeah yeah yeah. His his eye just healed, bro. What is he thinking, right? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the next. I'm gonna tell you who's gonna fight next. Right? They're gonna Oscar's gonna get JoJo Diaz to move up to 140 to fight him. No, I don't like that nah. fight. I don't like that fight either, but you know what's yeah. happened, Bobby. I don't like mm-hmm. that fight. I'll be honest with you. I would rather see him face Sandor Martin and at least be able to say, well, I did better than, than Mikey did. You know, uh, at least he's fighting a guy at 140 with a ranking. Like, what do you, like, stop it with the bringing these guys up from lower weight classes. Like, JoJo Diaz is already small for a lightweight. He's a 130-pound guy. Heavier Fortuna is really a 130-pound guy. Like, stop it. Like, I, look, definitely at, with the 140s, like, I get it fighting these guys at 135. Fighting them at 140 to me is just ridiculous. Let me let me get to slide tendencies. He says, Haney made all of these sacrifices just to have the money fights run to 140. That'll be their legacy. Gambosis gets my respect for fighting the best. I agree 100%. 100%. You know what I mean? Kenny, you got any response to that? I just think that uh, uh, Haney is becoming the big money man now. So I wouldn't say the big money fights go to 140. Haney's becoming the big money man. And there's a big-ass big money fight there for Haney. And that's Tank Davis. Tank Davis is at 135, and so is Haney. Haney got all the belts. Tank Davis has been talking that smack about uh, Haney and wanting that fight next and all that stuff. So, hey, that's the fight we need to see. Uh, uh, Tank Davis versus Devin Haney. The, the big money fights aren't going for Devin Haney. The guy, he, he, he still got it. He's going to become the big money man. Watch, give him a couple fights. That he's going to move up to 140, probably get a belt there. He's going to continue getting paid more and being the big money man and getting known more. He's not there yet, but he will. It's funny to me because Haney's there on the broadcast talking about 
that, you know, it, essentially it's not even a guarantee that he's going to be fighting Gambosis next, like that they're still looking at options. I mean, look, whether I want to see that fight or not is one thing, but at the same time, like you did get that fight. It wasn't a mandated fight. You agreed to a rematch, so you should take it. I, I want to go over one thing, Kenny, and then I'm going to bring up a UK fight that's that's being rumored and some similarities that I see with this UK fight. All right. Uh, so, look, Kenny, I mean, boxing is is all about, you know, the narratives and about the promotion and about the hype. Right. We know this. All right. But I want I want to put up this graphic because this was all about the four kings, Kenny. All right. And I want you to tell me what you see here and kind of rate these four kings. Because don't forget, Ryan Garcia is calling himself a king. Right. And I asked king of what exactly. Right. Uh, so here it is. These are these were the these were the guys being promoted as the four kings. I mean, am I way off to saying that only one really here is, is Devin Haney? Like none of these other three dudes are kings. Uh, you're definitely not wrong. I think you're correct. It's just, you know, uh, it's the eye test thing, bro. People graduate dudes. People give them trophies. People give them championship belts. People do all types of crazy fan shit off of the eye test. The only guy with any merits, any credit, any belts in this list is Devin Haney. And Teofimo had some at a certain point, but he doesn't have them right now. And you know what? Not anymore. You, 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 you could count Teofimo as one of those kings at 135 or, or, or one of those previous kings of 135 because he's not there no more. He's never going back down. He said he was uh, way uh, green uh, when uh, he was uh, there. So It's funny. Oh. Garcia and Tank? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Let's bring on Let's bring on uh, A-Rod. A-Rod, what's good? Salud. How's it going, fam? Salud. I'm out here in the road, bro. Just listening. I uh, wanted to chime in on this. Everybody's making this hype about Ryan, but remember, Ryan looked good on his first fight with Reynoso. And then he went back to his soul style where he's just looking for one punch because he's just depending on that speed. You know what I mean? So we're just going to – I'm going to wait to see Lissy how he continues to be with his new trainer to see if he is going to change his game. If not, he's not going to be able to fight anybody at 140. They ain't going to whoop his ass. You know what I mean? That's, that's, a, that's a lot of weight right now, especially if he's going to try to go against pro grace, postal, you know what I mean? These guys will fucking rock him. I mean, he's over here calling out the Primo Lopez. But we we know that it's a guarantee that these guys have been fighting for no no uh, all reward, no risk. You know I mean, they've just been fighting that way. They get credit for it, so they're going to continue to do that. And that's all we're going to be getting from him and Tank Davis. We're going to get the big big fights that we all want. Yeah, I mean, it, what what are some of the fights that you would want to see, A. Rod? One thirty-five, him, one forty. Pick him and him and Tofimo would be good. Him and Tank would be good. Devin Haney would whoop his ass, but that would be a good fight. Does Just the to weight shut him up because does the weight matter nah. for you at a Tank fight? You you'd like to see it as much at one forty as at one thirty at one thirty-five. I think uh, I think Tank's just one of those small guys that has that punching power. Is gonna get you, you know what I mean? Just like fucking uh, Whitaker was. He's not as skilled, 
but he's just one of those small guys that's going to get these big guys like Pacquiao was, you know what I mean? He's just a little, little, little tank that we have to see his, his uh, skill shown, which we haven't been able to see because they don't so, put him so in there with any risk. So you have tank winning. Uh, regardless, 135, 140, no matter where Ryan and Tank fight, Tank is winning. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Tank, Ryan has a lot to lose, uh, uh, and I think he's risking even more if he fights Tank at, at 140, being what A-Rod just said, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Tank wins in any, every weight class. If he loses at 140, it's much worse yeah. than if he loses at 135. I just got a quick right, so shoot. There's a little bit of a little bit of a, a little bit of what? Hey, we seen a little bit of footwork, a little bit better, but we already seen Tank prove both punching power and footwork with that with that pebble bruise fight. I wanna I wanna big up Steve Munoz, who says De lo mio, saludos. Thank you so much for De lo mio. super chat. I appreciate that. Uh, look, I'm going to keep it real. I, I don't really like the fight at 140. Um, could Tank do something at 140? Yeah, possibly. Uh, but I see it as much more competitive at 135 and much more interesting at 135. Although maybe I shouldn't give a shit because neither guy has a title at one uh, at, at 135. We got a call coming in here from 914. 914, you're live. What's good? going on guys it's fernando from new york how's it going Fernando? so you know i agree with maestro when he said um you know guys you shouldn't bring up people from like their max like so guys like uh javier fortuna jojo diaz 135 isn't even their peak prime weight but you know they, they they're functional and serviceable at 135 but when you bring them up to 140 you're kind of pushing it, you know, and plus, you know, Javier said he had a, I don't want to give any excuses. I'm cool with Ryan Garcia fighting Jojo Diaz as long as he gets it out of the way quick. Like, um, don't, don't wait half a year to fight Jojo Diaz. If you're going to fight him, fight him early fall or something like that. And then, and then go into another, like a real, real 140 fight, like a, like a top 10 contender type of fight. Actually, I could see Mikey Garcia coming back for either Tank Davis or Ryan Garcia, and he he's a free agent. Like he'll actually go on different networks, and then you know he'll 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 do deals. He, he's an independent contractor. He's a mercenary. I wouldn't. Mind. I hope he doesn't come back. I hope he stays away. After we, what we saw from Mikey last time. Oh, with the Sandor Martin loss. Yeah, I mean it wasn't a good look, but I think I think he's got something there. But the thing is, right? And this isn't me saying it. This is his older brother saying it. Former world champion brother. He just doesn't have the fire for boxing. Like, he's not motivated by it anymore. He doesn't want to do it, you know. And it's not really a sport that you do, uh, definitely not at the high level, if, like, you don't really have any motivation for it. You know, it, it can be really tough. So, A-Rod, a oh, well, thank you, A-Rod, for joining us. Go for it, Fernando. So, with the Mikey situation, the zone threw a whole bunch of money at him to fight, uh, what's his name? The guy that fought Manny Pacquiao, um, and he fought Broner to it. Jesse Vargas. Yeah, yeah. So that that really kind of took out a lot of the like when you get seven million dollars for that type of fight, it's hard to get back in the ring. I'm not giving Mikey any excuses. I'm trying to 
I'm trying to be realistic here mm-hmm. because I don't see I don't see Ryan fighting um, any of the top rank 140 guys. It, it, one, it's business wise, it's difficult. But two, like that, that's like those guys at 140 that that top rank has would annihilate Javier Fortuna, Jojo Diaz, even George Cambosos. I don't see him. Um, I don't know if George Cambosos would move up to 140, but you guys get what I'm saying. So these guys, they want commercial value. And uh, they definitely want to um, cater to that uh, Mexican-American um, fan base. So that's why I had to throw Mikey Garcia in there. And I'm, I'm, I know Mikey's the type of guy, he would come back for the right fight. And I always felt like TBC wanted uh, Tank Davis to fight Mikey Garcia. Yeah. I, I, so I, I see that fight. I see Mikey versus Tank or Mikey versus Ryan before either fight each other. Hmm. Uh, I think those are two big money opportunities for Mikey Garcia. But I don't know if Mikey Garcia necessarily needs money. He's always talking about how he's invested his money intelligently, and that's why he doesn't need to box anymore. And look, if my money is fine and I've decided I've decided that I do not want to box anymore, I'm not coming back to get my ass beat. Because if he fights Tank, I see Mikey Garcia getting knocked the fuck out. And if he fights Ryan, I see Mikey Garcia possibly getting knocked the fuck out as well uh and i'm I'm speaking specifically not off of mikey garcia's skill career-wise specifically off of the mikey out of shape uh seemed like he didn't train too hard mikey garcia that we saw in the last fight that's specifically what i'm speaking well do you guys what what's the likelihood of things happening do you guys see tank davis fighting isaac cruz next or do you see him fighting ryan garcia next In, in the realm of what's realistically possible I think Nando hit the nail on the head earlier. I mean, they'll find guys that they can pay two to three hundred thousand for, right? Um, Isaac Cruz rematch, maybe they'll have to pay him about half a million for that. Um, Frank Martin was another name that he brought up. I think there was another name too. Those are the two that I remember. Nando, you can help me out with the third. Um, I mean, the the problem with with these Tank Davis opponents is that. None of them command a, a big purse. Ryan Garcia would command a big purse. It's a similar story with Ryan Garcia's opponents. None of them command a big purse. So, I mean, we they would expect this to sell, but, you know, you could see uh, the possibility if you're on one of their two teams of them putting this fight together and then the guys barely making that much more uh, for much lower risk fights with guys that accept much less money um it's unfortunate but personally oscar's guaranteed it kenny wasn't confident on that guarantee that this happens by the end of the year and i gotta be honest with you i'm not that that optimistic about it either i'll say this um ryan garcia is getting better like if you give ryan garcia the chance to go through two more bouts before he fights tank davis Tank Davis is, is he's he's gonna you know it, it's gonna be very difficult because Ryan he's he's tight he, he's tightening up the defense a little bit he um he showed some improvements here he showed some improvements here he didn't like he never got too uh, what do you call it overly aggressive and that's against uh, Javier Fortuna like you know sometimes these guys they don't dis- they don't respect their opponent enough he he gave Javier the right respect and he beat him into submission. A smaller guy coming up over the hill, you know, I got to keep it real. But you give Ryan Garcia two more fights, 
he's going to really fill into that weight and, and he's going to be peaking as far as like, you know, what he could do as an undefeated, you know, guy that's, I don't, I don't think he cares about world titles, but if you give him two more fights, you're really going to, you know, you might see a peak version of Ryan Garcia there, whereas Tank, I don't know if he's going to get any better than what he already is. No. I mean, he, he, it seems like he's gotten a little better, not in the sense of his fighting skills and fighting ability, but in the sense of his mentality. It seems like he's somewhat growing and like he's uh, more so working to get in better shape. His condition, condition, although we didn't get to see it go far into the last fight versus Roley, his conditioning seemed to be there, uh, which is something that isn't always there for Tank Davis. I always question him and his conditioning. His conditioning was there. His mentality was there versus Roley. Yes, we're talking about Roley. I get it. But just judging the conditioning, because Roley was throwing a hell of a lot of punches for those, what was it, five or six rounds that he lasted? Roley was throwing a hell of a lot of punches. Ryan had to keep, yeah, keep he moving, keep moving, moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, and in previous fights, when we see Tank Davis uh, moving around that way, uh, we see him gas out and get tired. Uh, I, I don't have any examples off the top of my head, but I've definitely seen him gas out and get tired. So I think he got a little better mentally. Well, I mean, Tank recently, I think his last two fights, he's been very economical, looking for a counterpunch. I've never seen him as a pressure fighter. I actually see him being bothered by pressure. I see him being bothered by quick hand speed. Ryan Garcia isn't a pressure guy, but he's got quick hand speed. And... Um, you know, he's tall like a Leo Santa Cruz, but he hits a lot harder. He could take a better punch. And, and you know, he's, he's got way more physicality than Leo Santa Cruz. So uh, it's a good fight. I don't th- – this is the thing, guys. I don't want to talk about fantasy matchups all day, every day, and it never materializes. Like I'm, So I'm happy with boxing because finally we're getting Errol Spencer versus Terrence Crawford. But Hopefully. look how long that – look how many YouTube videos were being churned out year after year after year after year. Well, you know, Roy Jones said it, and I'm with him. Until I see these guys at, at the pre-fight press conference, like, I'll see it. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, when it comes to to those two. And I'm talking about Spence and Crawford. I hope. But uh, definitely, uh, you know, I, I'm not that sh- certain about it just yet. Fernando, thank you so much for calling, bro. Call back again soon, please. Thank you, guys. You guys got an excellent channel. Appreciate Always a it. pleasure. Thank you so much. You take Thank care. Thank you, brother. Definitely knowledgeable, good conversation. No, 100%. And uh, I asked a question there in the chat, and the question is, is Ryan Garcia elite? Because he's definitely not the best at 135. He's definitely not the best at 130. So what uh, – sorry, 140. So exactly what does that make Ryan Garcia? Is, is he elite? I mean, that, that's that's the question for me right now. You see it up there, right, Kenny, the poll? Yes, sir. All right. Are we ta- are we talking about eye test elite? I mean, uh, that's up to you or, to inter- or merit elite. That's up. That's honestly up to you to interpret. I mean, you could interpret that any way you want. I mean, eye test accomplishment. You know, uh, may- maybe we could go by the the number of followers on social media. I mean, do it, do it, whatever you guys want to do. Okay, uh, but <laughs> and then once once you guys have voted, I'll, I'll lay in on it as we close out the show. But before we do that, I want to pivot to something that I think is a, a similar situation, but in a different way, right? And, you know, in the past, I mean, back in the 90s, when we were little young whippersnappers, Kenny, there were some classic fights out there in the UK between these two gentlemen. I'm talking about Chris Eubank and Nigel Ben. all right? 
Flash forward to 2022, and, I mean, they're talking about something else taking place, Kenny. They're, they're talking about the 2022 version of this fight. And, no, I'm not talking about the seniors tour. I'm talking about junior versus junior, okay? Chris Eubank Jr., who's now trained, of course, by Roy Jones Jr., and Connor Ben, all right, uh, they're rumored to be taking each other on. And, Kenny, I, I want to know what your opinion of this fight is because I was on a show earlier today, the Undefeated Podcast, and I pretty much mentioned something that I'm pretty confident in, which is that the majority of people in the United States do not consider this to be a big fight. Uh, it's a big fight in England, um, but it's not for any titles. It's not between guys that are even in the same weight class. By the way, it's not even between guys that are in neighboring weight classes. What weight class are they fighting in? Uh, 155 pound catch weight is the rumor. So 147 uh, would be Ben. 160 Eubank. Eubanks is actually has fought as high as 168 when he was in the World Boxing Super Series. Um, so catch weight at 155. What are your What are your first thoughts when you hear about this fight? I don't exactly see a reason for it besides, yeah, I see the reason for it now. It's, what, it's, it's exactly what Conor Ben's team was doing before. They're build, building him up, right? They, from fight to fight, they either build him up in a way where it's like, okay, his skills look amazing now, or they build him up in a way where, oh, he, he fought somebody popular. He fought somebody popular, somebody with a name, somebody with a lot of fans, and it's only going to bring up his credibility and bring up his fandom, and, oh, he's going to be a money guy. Uh, you know, that, that that's his team's plan. But my thoughts regarding this fight, would I watch it? Yes. Do I care for it? No. Uh, who wins? I'll tell you right off the bat, I think Conor Ben is going to knock out Chris Eubank Jr. Chris Eubank Jr. has maybe not knock out, but I think he'll win uh, convincingly just because Eubank Jr. hasn't really shown enough anything. He's been in and out of boxing for a long time. He's more, it seems like he's more of a model than he is a boxer. It just is what it is. And I think he looked terrible in his last fight. I mean, he's modeling those, those tattoo, uh, those jackets, you know, the the tattooed hair, you know, the tattooed tattooed Caesar look. Is that, he's modeling that? I didn't know he was a baldy. Yeah, I mean, that's a tattooed Caesar dog. Um, but but I, trying. I don't know. I, I, I digress. Look, at the end of the day, here's my initial thought on this fight. Um, and, you know, people may disagree with my assessment of this. But to me, my, my, my first thought of this fight is it's a clear money grab and it's a clear swerve. All right. Clear money grab, clear swerve. And I'll tell you why. Who's he swerving? Well, I mean, let's look at the list. Oh, let's start. Let's let's start off with who Connor Ben swerving. All right. Oh, this is true. <laughs> uh, he's swerving Virgil Ortiz. He's swerving Jerron Ennis. He's swerving David Avenesian. All right. Uh, all of those dudes are ranked higher than him, than him in the WBC. All right. Uh, with the WBA, again, uh, we also got Stanionis. We've got Ortiz. We've got Ennis. Right. Um, I mean, Ortiz and Ennis are above him in every single major sanctioning body. Right. I have no doubt that Virgil Ortiz would have taken this fight. I have no doubt that Jerron Ennis would have taken this fight. 
But you um, think he doesn't want the fights, or you think his team is I think keeping him away from the team, fights? I think his team is doesn't want the fights. That they're, they're swerving him. You right? think they're scared of him getting uh, like losing and shit? They don't believe in them. I don't think that they can that they believe that he can beat Virgil Ortiz or Jerron Ennis. No, I don't. And I think it's debatable whether they think he can beat David Avenesian. That's that's my that's my thought. All right. Otherwise, why the fuck are you going up to 155 pounds to take on a guy who's done nothing at middleweight? Nothing. Zero. Nothing. Nothing at all. All right. Because when we go up two weight classes, all right. And by the way, I mean, there's plenty of people there at, at, at 154 since we're since we're skipping 154, right? We got uh obviously the Charlo Charlo is 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 cleaning that division out. We've got Sebastian Fundora. We've got Israel Madrimov, who we saw fighting under the zone matchroom banner, right? Uh, against Michael Sor- or Michel Soro. We've got Tim Zhu. We've got Liam Beefy Smith. Okay, Liam Beefy Smith. Who just got signed with 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 uh, Sky, I believe. All right, but let's go up to 160, which is actually where Chris Eubank Jr. fights. Why the hell, if you if you are actually trying to win a middleweight world title, Kenny, why are you fighting a 147 pounder? Because guess what, in your division you got Carlos Adames, right? You got Jaime Munguia, right? Uh, Chris Eubank Jr. is right there in terms of his rankings, right? In the IBF, uh, there are some names because he's not ranked with them, but you got uh, Esquiva Falcao. Um, but, I mean, essentially, the, the fight here that would make the most sense in terms of his rankings, why don't you chase the Janibek fight? He needs an opponent. Well, what's wrong with Janibek, Kenny? Everybody's done. What's wrong with Everybody's scared. What's wrong with Janibek? Janibek's got, got, got the interim title at one uh, with the WBO. What's wrong with Carlos Adames, right? Guess what? It's easier to fight a welterweight than to fight a a fellow middleweight contender, ladies and gentlemen. All right? And guess what? It's easier to fight a weight-drained middleweight that's done virtually nothing at middleweight than it is to fight Jerron Boots Innes or fight Virgil Ortiz. Chad, help me out. Am Am I way off here? But that that's my first reading of this fight. Am I going to watch it? Yes, I'm going to watch it. Is it a big fight in terms of meaning meaningfulness across the world in boxing? Absolutely not. It's it's a it's essentially a showcase fight in the UK for guys that liked uh Chris Eubank senior and, and Nigel Bed. I mean, but it's got nothing to do with that that fight, that or the, that series of fights, right? Let, let's get virtuoso in. Virtuoso, what's good? What's going on, guys? You good over here, virtuoso? How's everything with you? No, man, just uh, chilling. You know, listening to you guys. Um, I heard you guys talking about this uh, particular uh, subject, and I, I thought I wanted to chime in. Um, oh, yeah, man. Um, I see the only angle to this uh, fight being made is just the nostalgia, the nostalgia angle, being that British fans are, are, are well acquainted with uh, Chris Eubank and uh, Nigel Benn and their and their scrap from the '90s. But uh, I think if you if you take away the the historical context of this fight, this potential fight, 
Um, this is a major, to me, uh, from my vantage point, it's a mismatch. In which direction, just so that you're clear? Um, it's geared towards the bigger guy. I feel like, you know, I think when, when fights drag on like this and, and both men are tired, I think it, I think it might benefit more the, the bigger man. Um, again, we never even seen Conor Ben um, fight at a at a catch weight of at least 150. I know, let him know like uh, 144 because to me he's a small welterweight. He's more suited like for for junior like junior welterweight. But uh, this is the an issue that I have with Chris, um, where he's like not fighting guys his own size. He'd rather be a weight bully, you know, and not and not really uh, go out and 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 prove his worth, you know, as a championship fighter. It's just it, it's a lot of gimmicky fights that, that he's been involved in. And with uh, Roy Jones Jr. training him, I, I don't see his his career much advancing because, like, based on the style that that Roy Jones fought with, you know, he fought like reckless fighting with his hands low. And you expect Chris, a guy who usually fight with his chin up in the air, you know, yeah, he, you know, he takes chances because you know he can take the punches, but uh, if I if I'm scoring a fight, man, and I'm I, I'm looking for the guy with the cleaner punches, but the guy who's more defensively responsible, and him going forward is not is not going to be like it, it's not going to be the bee's knees for the judges. You know, he fights ugly, and to me, it's it, it's, it, it's such a cash grab to me, really, because again, this is all about nostalgia, all about nostalgia. That's that that's for, this is for the Brits, not not for us. Yeah, I mean. It- it's it it's all absolutely about the the nostalgia. I mean, they had an event over here, um, and this is when you kind of realize how much bigger boxing is in the U.S. I mean, in the U.K. than in the U.S. Where over here, it's just guys like us talking on YouTube for the most part. Uh, I mean, they're talking about this on like major television shows in the U.K. Like, whereas we had like a, a Sons of Legends cards here in the United States, and like it didn't even have a major television broadcaster. You know, um, I, I mean, I know the reason for that one is because most sons of legends are trash as athletes. I'm just saying. Well, compared to their fathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what I mean. I mean, not compared to the everyday person. <laughs> no, not compared to their fathers. I mean, their yeah, fathers okay. always outdo them. Yeah, for the most they part. They never measure up to what their dads did. Yeah, for the most part. But, you know, at least I would argue that what what Tim Zoo's doing to me is like much better than 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 what a lot of other sons of of fighters have done. You know, I'm just not impressed with a guy fighting a welterweight. Now I understand they're putting a little bit of intrigue into the fight with this 155 pound catch weight, um, but I don't know. Like I've seen I've seen Eubank Jr. weigh in less than 160 before. I don't really know how difficult it's going to be maybe it will be difficult i don't know he is getting up there in age i made that point earlier today you know it's a showcase fight to me and it's that's all it's gonna 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 be good for it helps neither of them in the rankings in their own respective divisions virtuoso are you gonna be watching um you know i'm probably gonna find a legal stream i don't think this one's gonna be on on the zone for that matter um yeah, I mean, Eddie. Eddie to me is like. Um, it's gonna be a pay per view, bro. You broke my heart right now. 
pay-per-view, I don't I don't know. Pay-per-view in, in the United States? Yeah, uh, I don't think that's happening. No, I mean, this is for, this is, this is, this is for the Brits, man. I, again, I'm going to find a legal stream. You know, I'm going to... I'm, I'm gonna watch this because I'm shameless, you know. I I do have a what what you call it, a a a morbid curiosity yeah. to, to seeing a to seeing a small man compete against a bigger guy. So look, at the end of the day, like the UK is on another level. Like I, I made the point, I think it was like over a week ago, where I essentially said, look, if AJ loses to to uh, to Usyk in the rematch, right? and is no longer fighting for world titles, you know, I, I, I said two things. I said, one, I think it's going to be difficult for him to get up for the kind of opponents that he's going to have access to. And two, you know, I, I think it w- might be a while before he's fighting for, like, you know, unified heavyweight championships again like he is right now. And, you know, people were, like, going at me like crazy. Like, what? How could you say that? AJ's will always be a pay-per-view star. AJ was born a pay-per-view star. AJ was born a pay-per-view star. I'll tell you do it. I'll tell you do it. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, if he's coming off of a loss, right, and he's fighting the likes of journeymen uh, in non-title bouts, I'm sorry, that's not what the zone got into the business of AJ for. And quite frankly, those are not going to be big fights anywhere but other than in the UK, right? But yeah. it is what it is. I think if you know, it's all contingent on on August twentieth. If AJ wins, that's great for business. If not, they're, they're, it kind of does feel like they're they're truly fucked. Yeah, I mean, if if AJ. I, no, I mean they they are gonna make their money. They know what what fights to make that that will sell in the UK. But like to us, to, to us Americans, Dillian, like, White, Dillian White versus AJ Two, no titles on the line. Huge fight, ladies and gentlemen. Global fight, right? Ninety five thousand at Wembley for AJ versus White Two live on pay per view. No titles on the line. I get it, okay. But here in the US, that's just not a big fight, like. It's a heavyweight fight. It's not like what it is in the United in the United Kingdom, you know. Yeah, that's the one thing I like about the UK. They do they do back their own. Um, they just like they they were behind Frank Bruno, even though he had losses. You know, you, you got to commend them for that. Um, but it's it just for for my money, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't like go like over the moon for for those kind of fights. You know, if they if they don't have something like. To, to, to hold on to like a prize that that's what what um I'm kind of intrigued by by Usyk like how long do you think he's gonna be able to hold on to those titles if he does win uh until he fights the gypsy king you know yeah I think it's gonna but that's be- if that's if the gypsy king wants it yeah that's if the gypsy or or you know you might get AJ against Ajit Kabael no titles on the line live on pay-per-view live on box <laughs> <laughs> Ninety thousand. Let's all get excited for Ajit Caballo taking on AJ in a non-title fight. Come on, stop it, dude. I'll be I'll be damned if, if they actually to put him on pay-per-view, even if he loses. Right, AJ versus Martin Bacoli. You, you're not itching for that fight in a non-title fight. Oh my God. Right. What about AJ? I Frank? mean, Hearn was gonna have to do his magic, you know, to to really sell sell me on that shit. I. It, 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 to me, 
if he doesn't beat Usyk, it doesn't mean fuck all. Because like to me, he has to he has to get that fight with Fury because that's what he wants, man. That's what he wants to make like like make bank off and and for legacy, yeah. But I I just don't see that happening with with this with this upcoming fight, man. Usyk is is just too too smart of a boxer out there. Yeah, no. I, I think that they could all mix and match and fight regardless of the belts, regardless of who loses. Although I don't know if we'll see that. Tyson Fury saying he may not even come back to boxing. So who who knows if it, it, it may all be trash talk and slander. He may actually just come back to boxing. But I don't think Tyson Fury wants any part of Alexander Usyk. I'm telling yeah. you that he wants AJ. He, he, he doesn't want anything to do with Deontay Wilder no more. He wants to fight AJ. He wants no parts of Alexander Usyk. It is what it is. AJ yeah. AJ versus Dempsey McKee live at Wembley. Ninety five thousand box office, ladies and gentlemen. You should. Get Saudi, you know how they're gonna get their money back? How they're gonna make money off AJ? They're gonna take him to Saudi Arabia every time. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna break the bank over there. They're gonna charge them hella bread to watch AJ live. But will the Saudis buy those fights for $100 million when there's no titles on the line? I don't think so. I, who knows? I don't know. They're, they're just getting into boxing. They love AJ. If you watch the last press conference, they were talking about how uh, the last fight, Clash on the Dunes, inspired so many people to start boxing out there and how eventually they, they wish to have fighters in the pro ranks and ETC, ETC, ETC. They're not huge on boxing. They just got broken into boxing, supposedly, uh, according to that press conference, and the, and the clash on the dunes. So I got if it. that's the case, then they're they going to love AJ to the end of it, man. So they're going to ride it. the AJ. I got, I got it. So it will be AJ Lucas Brown live in Saudi Arabia, $100 million cycling, <laughs> the zone pay-per-view. Let's go, Kenny. <laughs> Oh boy, and and he doesn't he doesn't have any any other like network obligations to BT and 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 top and uh, ESPN right Tyson Fury right? No, I mean Ty- I believe Tyson Fury can 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 fight whoever he wants on whatever network he wants. Yeah, his- I mean because he just he the- wants AJ that bad. I mean it, it shouldn't take a like a, a victory over Usyk to, for that to happen. Yeah, it would be a bonus for all the belts, but um. He can still make that fight, and you know, and this still sells a, a, a hell of a lot of tickets. So, so basically, but here's the thing, all right. And you're looking at the guy right now. If he takes on AJ coming off a loss, Kenny's gonna call him every name out of the out of the out of the Washington Heights Washington Heights Square. <laughs> He's gonna be calling him that, right? He's going to be yeah. calling unspeakable names that have to do with cowardness and swerving and ducking and all kind of – am I right or am I wrong, Kenny? If Fury decides to swerve Usyk and take on Joshua coming off of a loss. Oh, it's, a, it's over. Fury will never get respect from me and for the remainder of his life. It doesn't matter what he – he can't – there's no – it's impossible for that to happen. It's impossible. He can't do that. That's just fucked up for everybody. Yeah, for casuals, that's fucked up. It, it, again, boxing can be can be really shameless when it comes to this, man. I, I've seen I've seen it been done before, uh, taking on fighters that that coming off a loss. Um, but um, yeah, Floyd, yeah, man. Floyd Mayweather zapped Judah after the Baldemir loss. Right, right, right. I, I could go on and on. I think. 
Well, I I was gonna bring up Cotto, but then I, I forgot he did he did win before he um got demolished after he after he got his he got spanked around by um God, what's the name? I'm I'm forgetting, I'm blanking out. Sorry, Cotto uh, after, after he lost the fight? No, like after I, I was gonna bring up Cotto when when Manny beat him, but then he had a win between that and Margarito. I, I forgot about that one. Uh who was that again? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? That's a shit. Totally, I totally forgot that one. That's a but, but after after Manny, but before Margarito. No, no, no. After Margarito, it, it's between the Margarito fight and the Manny fight. Who did he beat? You're talking about Yuri Foreman here at Yankee Stadium, or you're talking about um, who was who was it again? Was it was it Mayorga? Um, Foreman or Mayorga after Manny? Oh my God! Somebody pull up his vodka. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 right I'm pretty good with that. I'm 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 confident it's after either Ma- after Manny is Yuri Foreman. There you go. And after Yuri Foreman, it's who Kenny? Ricardo Mayorga. There you go. All right. So book it. That's another one. Barry Barry Horowitz right there. So uh, a virtual. So thank you so much, fam. Any last words? Um, nah, man. Um, uh, again, this has been a good year of boxing. I, I just want to say again, I'm fucking blessed as a fan, really. And I hope we get fucking Crawford versus Spencer ready. Please make that fucking fight already. Yeah, I, I agree. I second that. Virtuoso, thank you so much for joining us, fam. I appreciate it. Kale Kenny, Maestro, peace out, gentlemen. You too. My take brother, care. Bro. Have a great night. Take care, yo. All right, Kenny. So, how are we doing on that poll? Is Ryan Garcia elite? That's the question. Check out those numbers for me, bro. It says, yes, Tank Davis is elite, 64% of the votes. Tank, did I write Tank Davis? Yeah, you said, is Tank Davis elite? Oh, shit, I meant to say say Ryan Garcia. (laughs) So if you meant to say Ryan Garcia, then those numbers will be flipped around. I'm I'm going to blame my producer on that one. I'm blaming the producer over here. That's... Fulanito, the producer. I got to have words with him after the show. Um, Yeah, but uh, look, I'll answer my own question. I don't think he's elite right now. Um, Not until he fights an elite guy and beats an elite guy. Uh, And we'll see what happens at 140. Because it doesn't seem like that's going to happen at 135. Kenny, any Uh, last words? It's another edition of Mano a Mano. Numero 56. Yeah, nah, man. I agree with you, bro. He doesn't seem... He's not elite. His, his The eye test says he can be elite, but he's not elite, and he's trying to do the Mayweather moves for the money grab. It just doesn't scream eliteness. You're going to beat the best and get them belts, and then that makes you elite. It is what it is. But that is it. We are good to go, baby! We're good to go. Make sure you check out the channel. Make sure you hit the like button, the subscribe button, ding the notification bell. Select all so you know every time I go live, Romano Amano with Kenny or for punchlines or for the news. Also, make sure you hit that link in the description box. That's KO Kenny. Hit that. Like it. Subscribe. All of that good stuff. We'll see you guys later. Thank you so much. Yeah. 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 Chrome hearts at the Caesar's Palace. I was a sneaker savage, undefeated baggage. 
K-Bar, you can be established. A 230s, that's 69s, you can eat a salad while you feed a phallus. I speak in palettes that compete with graphics. At the speed of cheetah gallops at indecent average. Chopsticks when I be eating garrets. Philippe receipt and barris, you can't see the marriage. That's why I started this in Vegas. Proposed to my toast, Neo's married to the Matrix. But I hate this bitch like I'm married to a racist. An addict, so the kilos get buried in the basements. Speed the wagon like Rio's vicarious, vivacious. Patois, noir, but the Creole is basic. So when I'm around them Haitians, I don't even say shit. Last album sounded like I was signed to a spaceship. Brain was on drugs and my eyes was on LASIK. And the shit got legs, I don't think that I can chase it With rocket power with ASICs But the next one's coming with cases And witness protection facelifts For the fans, why hit them with kabams When the germaphobe jab can wash a nigga with hands I am not in my feelings, I'm in my glands I am not no bitch, I'm in a trance Pandemic gimmicks got niggas all in the scams Panhandling brilliance put lyrics all in their hands Alan Watts got Watts living without a plan but I want the smokes while the kitchen ain't got no fans. L, 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 L.